This is a HeadGum Podcast. Dynamic banter. Mike and Steve are going to do bits and have some fun. Dynamic banter. Honking horns and ringing bells and making good. Dynamic banter. Don't forget the history rose. I can only imagine what's happening. Your honor. This one goes on the left. <laughs> okay, so now I'm hearing it. Your honor. <laughs> I like that this happens right after the theme song for the show. What's up, Mike? This is like when your friends are like, you have to listen to at least three songs on the album before That's you tell it. me. But, and, but you gotta listen to the first. You can, if you want, you only have to listen to the first four seconds, five seconds of, of the song. first three songs. Of the first three songs. I'm just trying to be amenable. There are very few people in my life that get to hear things I'm working on. Yeah. Like, this is not things I'm working on. This is like a thing that happens live That's a thing in you the touch. moment. Like, we, I, did, I did record some new ones in here. Mamma mia, pussy. That one's a good one. <laughs> we got a new one. Fupa. Fupa. Whispering fupa. Fupa. Yeah, whispering. Fupa. And then we have this. I am a toilet. Pussy. Your honor. <laughs> oh, this one. This on your pieces in Mamma mia. Fupa. Sometimes I think if AI did this podcast, it still wouldn't be exactly right. You know, like people would be able to tell. You can try AI. You can try AI to take my soul. Fuck, I'm a puke. <laughs> <laughs> On the set, which is actually tonight, Surrounded yes. is at the Hollywood Improv back in the lab at shows at 7 and 9.45. You got come. There's still a couple tickets left. Well, maybe not now as this, but it's worth seeing if there are a couple tickets left. And that's tonight in the 6th. In the 7th, I'm at West Side uh, Comedy Theater and also the Comedy Store. So come have a fun Saturday night with your boy. And then on the 15th, I'm doing Surrounded for the first time at the Siren Theater in Portland. What are you upset about? <sighs> this is going to suck for Leah. Not all of our channels were on. That's okay. And Welcome. we're going to miss out on Mike's fucking thing. I promise you we didn't talk about anything interesting. Check this out. No, if you want to come see me this weekend, I'll be at a Surrounded show at the Hollywood Improv on the 6th. That's fucking tonight. It shows at 7 and 9.45. There might be tickets left. There might not be. You got Check. You gotta check, and you gotta keep doing stuff. Are we gonna start over again? Uh, we just stop and start we, over. We, the stuff stopped. we did before is gonna be in, so you didn't have to start over. Yes, we're back. We couldn't hear the audience. The audience was not mic'd. 
and I want you to know that they were cheering through your plugs. We just couldn't hear them. And then on the 15th, I'll be doing Surrounded at the Siren Theater in Portland, Oregon. And you know you could catch a boy uh, trying out new jokes every Tuesday at Valley Poppins at, uh, at the Green Room on Ventura in Sherman Oaks. Fupa. Fupa. And that's 8.30 to 9.45. There's an Eventbrite for it. It's a reoccurring Eventbrite. You can look it up called Valley Poppins uh, in Sherman Oaks. Oop. I love that there's toys on the table. Toys that weren't here before. <laughs> <laughs> Can you top me up? <laughs> you want some more? <laughs> <laughs> what was that from? Is that Fifth Element? You want some more? Oh, the, yeah. It's the like pouring the. Yeah, you want some more? You want some more? Maybe it is. Maybe it is Fifth Element. That's Why can't movie. robots speak like. Um, like like smoothly I know. in the future why is it still all choppy i love that they're, they're not too they're not too ambitious no when they make these movies they're like we want this to be real and if we're even like 2000 years in the future we need our robots to sound like they we just figured out robots we could fly to other galaxies but we haven't figured out how to make a robot? We just flow figured now. out robots. We can't make them vibe, unfortunately. Well, it's funny because, like, you know, which, Mike, I, I like Star Wars. Pussy. <laughs> My fucking toy bullied me. <laughs> yeah, dude, that thing got you bad. And the audience loves it. <laughs> My my toys are turning against me. <laughs> That's my favorite R.L. Stein goosebumps. And there's ooze on the toy. Yeah. And then the toy <laughs> got mad at red eyes. <laughs> the toy that's out to get you. <laughs> that's such a goosebumps. What are some other good ones that could be? Dude, I remember uh, reading a goosebumps choose your own adventure book. Yeah. And like not being able to sleep. And it was like very Dude, goosebumps tense. was the shit. Like R.L. Stein straight up. Let's respect to R.L. Stein. Hey, R.L. Stein one time. Pour one out. Oh! <laughs> and that's on RL. <laughs> that's a that's for RL. Did it hurt? No, but it, it it's far. He's pussy, bleeding. Kevin's pussy, bleeding right pussy, now. Pussy, ah! pussy, pussy, pussy. Someone's being like a someone's being. <laughs> that happens every time. There's a meter. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just a little pissed off that I didn't get to read out all my dates smoothly at the top of the show. That's true. Puss. Okay. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, what were we talking about? We were talking about R.L. Stein being oh, kind oh, of good at his job. Let's have some. Let's throw out some fun Goosebumps pretend titles. Pretend like titles. Like what could be a Goosebumps book title? The Ghost Shovel or something. Yeah. <laughs> Or because there was say cheese and die. So there were like some fun, there were like pun ones. Too. I don't know that I could do a good one. Like, I could like picture them. Like the skeleton's arm. Yeah. <laughs> the camping trip. Yeah, the camping <laughs> trip. I mean, whoa, what's this one about? It's just a nice story. What could this be about? <laughs> it says here they there's only a couple pages left and I haven't really been scared. I'm about 
40 pages in, I ain't got no goosebumps. And dad is like, who wants marshmallows? That's the end of the book? What did I miss? Puss. Yeah. Yeah. That's what those books were missing. No one ever got fucked in those books. Like, what about, like, the phantom's foot? Yeah, that's another one. (laughs) The... Wagon. The curse of my braces. <laughs> Who spilled ooze in the wagon? The spooky mirror. The old wagon. Who spilled juice in the wagon? <laughs> Who spilled ooze on grandma's dress? Grandma's got ooze on her. <laughs> grandma's covered in ooze. This is my favorite Goosebumps book. Ooze gargling sluts 12. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that grandma's covered in ooze yeah. series yeah. <laughs> in Goosebumps? Are you afraid of grandma? She's covered in She's ooze right my, now. I'm afraid my grandma's covered in ooze. <laughs> Help! I came home too early. My grandma's covered in ooze right now. Um, I do. I did love those books though, and definitely they were like kind of scary. Yeah, I remember they were. There was. They were unsettling. That book taught me Braille. <laughs> There's one called like Monster Blood. And I think that was like the, that was the. Um, Codename for Ooze. Yeah, that was the, seriously, that was like the, uh, what is it? The Blob. It was like their Blob. Yeah. It was called Monster Blood. Yeah. Dude, and I then, remember reading like 15 of those and I don't re- really remember what any of them These aren't ringing about. a bell at all? There was one about a camper. Like a family towing a camper. Yeah. And the kids were in the back chilling. And you're not supposed to do that because then the camper broke off the truck and like went into the woods or something like that. Oh, the camper's curse. The camper's curse of the haunted highway. And it's the, they lost control of the truck because the highway was covered in ooze. Ooh, I need spooky music. This is good. The audience loves it. Every year around Halloween, we're invited into the spooky world of R.L. Stein. Come explore different tales of campers and families in the woods camping from the demented mind of R.L. Star. Who's covered in ooze this week? Is it Grandma? Is it your stepsister? Our first tale begins when little Billy finds a haunted mirror. Next thing you know, know, his uh, stepsister is stuck in the dryer and she's covered in ooze. Monster book. This ooze is all over Grandma. Monster blood. Which Monster Blood was your favorite? Dude, there was one that was like about a mask. Yeah, that's the one I remember. That was the one that I That one was like pretty fucked up. They did a 
like an episode of it too. I must remember it. Yeah. It's the one where they put the mask on and then they they picked up um, cigarettes for the first time. They're like, this mask makes me look 22 at least. This mask makes me want to do smoking. This mask will fool the guy in the liquor store. He'll think I'm 25. This mask will teach me how to play trombone in the Latin jazz club. This mask made me happy to do it all. But little did Billy know that the mask was haunted. Yes. And this fucking ooze all over it. Somebody oozed on the mask. Mask was haunted by George Washington. <laughs> Dude, that was that was my favorite title of a Goosebumps. The book. mask was haunted by this George Washington. This mask is haunted by George Washington. <laughs> Dude, but the mask one was spooky because, and I don't know if they did this in the program, but in the book, this like kid puts this mask on. And never gets it off. Yeah. And it's like their face forever. Because there were staples on it. And he pushed her in. Because it had had super glue in it. (laughs) His big brother had put super glue in it. That's right. Like a real piece of shit. That's fucked up. Yeah. Mike, it's spooky skeleton time. And I know, listen, it's never going to end. But I'll tell you, I've gone into a dang grocery store and they've already got Christmas shit up. Whoa. People, there's no, it's anarchy, dude. It's anarchy. Yeah. Like, there used to be a time where during Halloween, you'd see the Thanksgiving stuff. You know what's interesting? Here's a perspective of it that I've never even entertained before, ever. (laughs) If somebody has Christmas stuff up, if a store chooses to do that in October, and somebody walks in and they're like, get real excited about it, I think it's worth putting it up. Put it up in August if you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody buying Christmas stuff in October really needs it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you think of a scenario where someone sad. would really need it? Saddest. They're so sad. They're the they're... saddest. Yeah. And then they walk into the home goods and they see a Christmas decoration and they're like, I'm going to put this up and I'm going to think about Christmas every day and it's going to make me happy. But little did they know that they bought a haunted ornament. (laughs) The Salazar family. Diverse casting. Are in trouble this Halloween. Daddy wanted to pick up a Christmas item before Halloween. Everyone from the family is a different race. The ghouls are upset about this. It's their time to shine, not Christmas. So Daddy's in trouble with the haunted ornament. The daughter dies. That's what it's called. (laughs) (laughs) What about a spooky anthology series called Sorry You Had to Deal With That? (laughs) It's about real things. Yeah, but it's spooky too. I mean, I guess real things are spooky. It's spooky because you you realize that real people had to um, deal with that. (laughs) Mike, we were talking about robots that sound robots. Yeah, and you really want one, you said. Did you finish that thought? 
you're well, talking about how someday you're gonna have a robot. Well, that that one that one's whatever. That one's gone to the wind. Okay. The one that I'm more interested in is the the robots that in the Star Wars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Ken? Star Wars, that Disney thing. That, that Disney does. thing. Yeah. Uh, there's <laughs> that Star Wars when it first when Star Wars first came out in 1977, Mike. The robots in that movie were like, oh, babe, my name is C-Tripio. You're just going to give away the whole film like that? And uh, and then R2-D2 is like, doesn't even, like talk. doesn't even talk. And all the other robots are like, me, my, my, poopy, poo-poo. I, we clean poo-poo from your butt. Remember that scene when Luke is training in his lightsaber and the droid that cleans your butt comes in? 3DB Bidabio. Three Bidabio. 3DB 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 Dude, who was the designer behind 3Bidabio? Well, that robot, that's the timeless robot. I'll never forget walking into California Disneyland Adventures and the first thing you see that life-size replica of 3B Davio. California Disneyland Adventures. <laughs> Did you ever go there? Have you gone there? Yet? <laughs> no, that's the one I'm trying to get to. Uh, but in uh, Star Wars, they're all like, Meep, boop, bleep, bark, gonna clean your bunghole. Wow, wow, wow. Boop, beep, bop, beep, 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 beep. Beep, bop, boop, boop, cleaning out your dirty poop. Beep, bop, peep, pee, cleaning out your pee-pee, too. There's that scene in the first Star Wars that was cut out with that robot that does a whole musical. Number. They do that whole song cleaning out your pee pee. Well, because they're because <laughs> it's a scene where they're like looking, <laughs> they're looking out in space. Yeah, and it's the Death Star, and they're like, "That's a moon," and then he's like, "That's too too big to be or small to be a moon or whatever." That's a moon. And they're like, "Holy shit!" And they get closer. That that's no moon. That's a space station. And then all of a sudden. Uh, robot comes in. Beep, boop, boop, boop. I'm here to clean your poo poo. Beep, 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 beep. And then clean your pee pee too. One, two, three, boop and pee. <laughs> and then he flies away. Uh-oh. One, two, three. One, two, three. Wait, let's have him more robot. One, two. One, two, three. One, two, three. Boop and pee. <laughs> one, one, one. One, one, one. I'm here to clean your one, poo one, and clean your pee. One, pee one, two. one, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, one, two, three, one, 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 and pee. <laughs> imagine, like, you write that movie and you're like, this is the song that all the kids are going to th- sing all summer. <laughs> and then the kids are in the theater like, this is the new Somewhere Over the Rainbow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The kids are like, this isn't, I don't like One, this. two, three, poop and pee is up for a Grammy. <laughs> Dude, imagine that song goes on for legit like eight minutes, just like that. And, back it's, and, it, forth. and it's right in the scene where they're like discovering the Death Star. Like the most important yeah. scene in the movie. Like one of the most important story points of the movie. And whoever, whatever kid you're there with leans over and is like, can we go get like a hamburger Shh, or no, something? What if you miss, what if you miss the second I verse? I don't like this. <laughs> There's a lot of story arc in the second verse of the song. When I was born, I used to clean out the toilets. But now I clean poop and pee in space. 
And it turned out that the family was living in the sorry you had to deal with that universe. They were in a world where there's a musical number in the middle of Star Wars about a robot that collects everyone's poop and pee. <laughs> anyway, so in Star Wars, the robots. <laughs> oh, damn! The robots sound like robots, but <laughs> guess what? 1999, May 5th. Let's go back in time, everybody. <laughs> Wasting a time machine <laughs> to go back in time to see when you everyone went one. to go. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take my one use time machine to May 5th or Guys, May 4th, 1999. Good news and bad news. I finally discovered a time machine. Oh, what? We can only use it one time. Dude. Then you jump in and I've you start touching see stuff. When Phantom Menace came out. When Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I want to go Please. see my grandma. I have to go see The Phantom Menace with people again. And then, like, the, the creator. Of the time machine is like trying to get into it, and you just just lock him out of it. He's like, God, God, choo, choo, choo. God, and then it's done. <laughs> and he doesn't have enough life in him to. He make never comes one. back either. He has a heart attack. That guy's stuck there, and he can't tell anyone how to make one. I'm stuck in 1999. I've got to warn the president about 911. 1999. <laughs> That's what the movie's called. 1999. <laughs> I don't want my name attached to it. <laughs> holy So anyway, holy when you, 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 you when we went to go see Star Wars The Phantom Menace, Michael, in that movie, like the first fucking two minutes of that movie, you're like, there's two Jedi that are about to board the Trade Federation starship. Because they're there to negotiate trade disputes. Isn't that fun for kids? And so they get on the ship and a droid welcomes them and goes, Hello, may I assist you in getting like something to drink or whatever? Yeah. And then they're like, No, thank you, we're fine. And then the robot goes over to the Numaudians. Those are the guys that run the Trade Federation. Ultimately, they're the ones that create the battle droids and the droidica. <laughs> <laughs> it really shut up. So pussy. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that robot goes into the room and is like, "Sir, I think there are Jedi on the ship." And you're like, "That robot don't sound like no robot. That sound like some ladies in there." And it was like the first time Star Wars didn't have like a beep, barp, clean your poop robot voice. Yeah. And it was, like, pretty interesting to see, like, a human voice come out of, like, a robot. And a consciousness. And a... Con well, the consciousness stuff... Well, yeah, certainly. Because but, but then the that robot too. has to go to their boss and be like, I think I saw something suspicious. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's, see, maybe that's why you don't want them to have, like, human voice. Well, it just implies so many other things. It's like, not only did they figure out the voice stuff, but we figured out how to make robots suspicious. <laughs> yeah. I think I saw Joey take money out of the till. I didn't recognize the two guys that came in. <laughs> Your honor, the robot. 
<laughs> your honor. You mean to tell me your honor? <laughs> Listen, we've all been there. That would be so weird. He points to a bunch of other robots. Right? Am I right? These guys know what I'm talking about. Dude, you can't have that. I've never seen that really. I guess Bender's kind of like that. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen that really. Well, Here's I guess Bender's kind of like that. <laughs> But that's like a cartoon. Have you seen a movie where they're like that? Where I haven't a, a seen robot? most movies. I'm not the guy. You know that. I can't Kevin, wait think. until the, the traps and saw become sentient. Maybe was Robin Williams bicentennial man? Did he do like wacky shit? Well, in one hour photo, he did bleed from his eyes. I gave him for that. <laughs> did you see bicentennial man? No. Did you see it? Man, I'm so alone on this one. Was he a robot in toys? He wasn't a his sister was a robot. His sister was a Spoiler robot. Spoiler alert. And she speaks perfect. That movie's bonkers. And it was on all the time on Comedy Central, like all that other shit. LL Cool J was in it. Yeah. That, dude, I actually like that movie. I think How many Michael points Gambon. you get for blowing up a school? Dude, Michael Gambon is in that movie. Rest in peace. The man just passed away. Oh, no. That's too bad. Let's have a moment of silence for Mr. Gambon. That's disrespectful, I think. No, it isn't. It's... Dude, what did what was that conversation when Robin Williams was talking to the kid playing the war simulator? Doesn't he say like how many points for blowing up a school or something yeah. like that? Yeah, because the movie is about this wonderful toy company. And they're being taken over by the by military. By the military. And yeah. the military starts utilizing the toy company resources to train children to pilot essentially drones and it's called call of duty esports extravaganza glizzard that's right glizzard <laughs> glizzy university glizzard university <laughs> presents hologram doritos <laughs> production hologram fritos welcome to the hologram fritos bowl we've got lava blasted hologram frito dorito hybrid chips did you know that at esports things there's like a mister like you would see at brunch but it shoots baja blast <laughs> man my sticky in your seat i need my chest to be covered in a fine mist of baja blast yeah do you know they make prime enemas for for esports damn that's nice Anyway, the four loco jacuzzi. Four loco presents. Four loco pre- hologram. Four loco. Glizzy arena. Time machine Kanye is hosting. <laughs> <laughs> Time machine AI cyborg chat GPT Kanye. Madonna McDonald's. kissed the hologram of Tupac. McDonald's Kanye is hosting the Emmys this year. <laughs> <laughs> And little did they know that their reality was a spooky place like the Twilight Zone, you understand, but it's called Sorry You Had to Deal With That. Sorry You Had to Deal With That. <laughs> that's our television series? Yeah, that's what it's called. It's called Sorry You Had to Deal With That. It's just <laughs> it bummer stuff. Right after, I think you should leave. Honestly, Black Mirror could call <laughs> I think you should leave. I'm sorry you had to deal with that. Did you do you see you've seen Black Mirror yes. or some of Black Mirror? That was basically I'm sorry you had to deal with that in yeah. the show. I'm sorry you're going to have to deal with this. But the Twilight Zone is also I'm sorry you had to deal with that. I'm sorry you had to deal with that was the Twilight Zone. Yeah. I'm sorry you're going to have to deal with this is Black Mirror. Is Black Mirror? Yeah. Dude, those Twilight Zones are crazy because they also had like super grim like resolutions. 
Like people would get stuck in hell essentially. Oh, and then the camera yeah. would pan out and be like, "This man's stuck in hell forever. Enjoy your dinner." He's stuck in hell. <laughs> You're 100 right. It's like, oh, okay, shit. go to sleep. Yeah. Good night, kids. Dude, I, I... monsters are real, as you can see. <laughs> Good night, kids. Anyway, sometimes you can be blind and be the only person on earth surrounded by books, and then you step on your glasses. <laughs> sometimes people ask me, Rod, is there a way out of the twilight zone? And I say no. And Good they night. say, Rod, is there a way for me to get away from the Twilight Zone? And I say, no. Good night, kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sometimes you realize the call is coming from a downed wire that goes into a gravestone that actually fell on your late husband's <laughs> grave. And it was the only way you could have talked to your husband. And you wanted him to never talk to you again. And you did that. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of your life. Good night, Good night. kids. Enjoy your turkey TV dinner. Your turkey TV dinner, turkey. Your turkeys. Enjoy your fucking TV dinners, you turkeys. What if that's how it happened? Dude, Rod Stoneling just Thank pounding you. cigarettes. Thank you so much for watching tonight's episode. Now enjoy your fucking turkey dinner, you turkeys. <laughs> he finishes his cigarette <laughs> off camera. Like the theme song plays all the way through. <laughs> the credits are just rolling. <laughs> <laughs> that walks away that show's so good dude i really appreciated that for a time where it seemed like all the media we ever saw from the black and white television days were like real wholesome like family friendly stuff leave it to a beaver leave it to that beaver <laughs> <laughs> Let's let let's let the beaver handle it. Let the beaver take this one. <laughs> <laughs> and it never it it never, never does anything. Worked out. It just sits there. It doesn't move at all. What's that beaver? When's that beaver? Damn, do Grandma do? needs new medicine, or she's not going to make it through the night. Let's let the let's beaver leave it to the beaver. <laughs> well, you know what? What to do you do, think, honey? beaver? <laughs> What was Leave It to Beaver? The theme song. I'm thinking of Andy Griffith. Yeah, I don't remember. Damn, dude. Leave It to Beaver theme song. That's like gone from my brain. Remember at the end, at, at the end of every episode of Lassie? Lassie just smokes a cigarette for seven minutes. Yeah, while the Twilight Zone theme plays. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. I'd watch a live stream of that. Okay, here's the Leave It to Beaver theme. I keep I have Andy Griffith. It's going to like hit me like a ton of bricks. Spout, bout, scout. But down, bounce, scout. But down, bounce, scout. Leave it to Did something happen in the house? Today, a divorce ravages the beavers. No one's allowed to talk about their feelings this week on the beavers. So it was like, I appreciated it when those shows like you got something like the twilight zone out of that era of yes. television because it was a little more subversive is that the point is that the term it bucked the trend yeah there like it, it it made you feel like what i said there it is <laughs> get him get him I'll clean all the teeth in that fucking mouth. It's like spraying a dog when they did something bad. But in the future. But yeah, I just loved that it was like kind of hardcore. It was like, 
it didn't treat you like a kid and it and it but it also was like easy enough for you to understand and the whole family enjoyed and it didn't feel like it they were talking down to you at all in that show unless you were ugly and obsolete exactly dude do you remember like a twilight zone that like is so stuck many. in your head that so you many. love yeah they're so good dude. night call was my favorite for a long time and then i got older and i thought it was kind of corny and then i always go back to the burgess meredith like time at last or whatever dude, all of that shit um there was one the where they discovered aliens but they were small dude that one's fucking amazing that dude it feels and here's the thing dude there's like 750 episodes of that show yeah and rod serling wrote every fucking one of by them. hand i'm telling you they, while it, smoking it, cigarettes you know how many <laughs> cigarettes it takes to write 750 scripts so yeah that's as long as And so like you know some of them like they're they're mostly good. But there's some that are like all Terrible. right get this. We're on a planet and there there's aliens but they're they're the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the rest of the writers are like, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah this Dude, time they're the aliens but sure. i love that one specifically because they're like they're giants right like in that land yeah and there's like a whole tiny little society and they're they're like evolving they like keep, they're evolving faster than like we evolved yeah and they're evolving before their eyes. And they're like, wow, we gotta watch this civilization. And then the other guy is like focusing on, dude, we gotta get the fuck out of here. This isn't our home. And the other guy's like, I'm obsessed with these civilizations. Like, what is this? And then he becomes their god, remember? Yeah, the and little statue. Like, yeah, the statue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think they kill him. They like take him down or As something. As they should. Yeah. Yeah. They become like a futuristic society. Before you can't be eyes. alive and have a statue. Good night, kids. This episode is pretty fucked up, huh? Enjoy those mashed potatoes. They Dude, look mm, mm, good. I can't think of a great example, <laughs> but there's so many episodes that are just like a regular nice show, and then it ends bad. <laughs> and then yeah. they're like the Twilight Zone. Yeah. If you're wondering why this ended bad. Sally and Joey did finally get out of the trunk of that car, but they died shortly after. Because they were aliens. <laughs> And they couldn't breathe the air. They're yeah, like the person there. Dude, the best is uh, how there's definitely like a fucking Lennon and McCartney uh, era to that show. Oh, like sure. there's some seasons where they're fucking, they're all bangers and they're hitting. Oh them yeah, off. dude. And then there are some se seasons that are like 30 <laughs> frames per second that the, are terrible. The one that like, there's one where. Uh, the ma it's like a mailman or like this is a made up one I can't <laughs> but the mailman goes and he's like I'm the mailman <laughs> and they're like hey mailman we've known you for 10 years in our lovely neighborhood yes you have <laughs> and then the, he's got like a hat on and then one day he like bends over and the hat falls off and there's like alien tentacles underneath yeah. oh no oh no that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, this man found out that if he wanted to not be discovered, he shouldn't have worn that hat, I think. If you don't want them to know you're an alien, don't bend over. Don't ever bend over. In fact, staple the hat to your head, you dumb alien. If you drop something and you're an alien, you leave it there. All right, enjoy that pie. Mom, you better check the oven. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, why are you looking at the TV? <laughs>
Mom, you shouldn't be enjoying things. You should be slaving over a juicy turkey. You should be making a steak. Why aren't you holding or making a steak? Make me and your husband a steak. So light my cigarette and do me a steak. Come to Hollywood, California and light my cigarette and then <laughs> go back and cook a meal for your family. How many Me Too's do you think Rod Sterling had on his belt? You know what, dude? I think he was like a really like honestly decent guy. That, like, spent his whole Hollywood career with, like, zero controversy. You mean to tell me that Rod Sterling is the only Sterling. decent man? Sterling. Dude, it might be. He might be. Let's see. Let's see. The guy who wrote all the Twilight Zone Rod episodes? Decent <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's, well... Well, never mind. Okay, no, well, here okay. he killed his dog in front of a bunch of kids. <laughs> but that's it. <laughs> watched him smoke a cigarette for 20 minutes. That's it. He forced his family to watch him smoke a cigarette every night. He used to babysit kids and make him eat cigarettes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, you had to. It says his legacy. Uh, no, I mean, during his lifetime. Yeah, That's I'm telling cool. you, he was like clean. But he scared everybody. Mm. What do you see? Clean slate, man. Yeah. Good. Isn't that crazy? That's great. Like, he was just a decent guy, I think. Yeah. He wrote a bunch of fucking Twilight Zone episodes, changed the world. Kept to himself, smoked cigarettes, blasted Sigs. <coughs> blasted Sigs, and it's what killed him for sure. Right. I wonder how old was Rod Serling when he so, died? Do you have that? I just had it, and I fucking blew it. Well, I just need someone to tell me it. I'm trying to um, buy some time by saying more words here. Bicentennial, man. Speaking of, he died in 1975. And he was how old? He was 50. Yeah. Damn, 50. Yeah, that's somebody that's who young, blasted man. six. He was only five foot four. Whoa, he looked like that. And yeah. that's why he was like, and then the real aliens are the tall people. <laughs> Jerks. <laughs> Especially ones that bully short kids. Don't tussle my hair. It's perfect. Serling was taken was oh sorry was said to smoke three to four packs of cigarettes a day. Blasting cigs. Sorry you had a fupa. Sorry you had a fupa. So you had to deal with your fupa. 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 Fupa is one of the great. Acronyms? I love it. Of our time. Yeah. Acronym? It is. It's, yeah. It is, yeah. That's what that is, right? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He did, but he died uh, in 1975. It's a bummer. Damn. Yeah, he was a His real legend. just died. What? 20. Who did? His daughter. Aw. Did she also blast Sigs? She died at 90. <laughs> she, she died blew. at 90? Oh, Imagine damn. blasting a pack a day at 90. Boop. Cutting off the bottom of the pack and lighting it. <laughs> lighting the with pack. a torch. <laughs> Please tell me that only happens in cartoons, Mike. Yeah, I think so. All right, is it ad time? Do you remember when Steve Martin used to smoke like forty cigarettes on stage? Dude, absolutely. <laughs> At one time. Didn't Robin Williams also, or am I mistaken? Like a lot of people smoke cigarettes on stage back in the day, and now the only person that's allowed to is Dave Chappelle. And if you're a comedian and you smoke on stage and you're not Dave Chappelle, you'll get kicked the fuck out and arrested. <laughs> That's right. Only Dave Chappelle. Dude, Dave, what a cool niche. 
to carve out for yourself. Yeah. What can I do on stage? Blast heroin? Shoot heroin in between my toes on stage? You should have a dog with you. I smoke the dog? No, you should have a dog just up on stage with you. I should birth a dog on stage. (laughs) You should raise a dog on stage. I should adopt a dog on my phone on stage. Adopt a dog on stage. Yeah, there you go. And then house them. Shit. You go, all right, I'm going to house this dog. You put it up on the screen. What do you guys think? No one thinks it's, no one's really interested. No. They're like, for real? And then somebody leans over and goes, I saw him do this in Portland. He the dog. <laughs> it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice, but then you wonder about what happened, what's happening to the dogs. But it's also like not funny when he does it. So if you want to leave, you can leave now. I wonder if somebody else did it. It, it would be funny. Mama. I wonder if it would be funny if Morgan Cherry adopted a dog on stage. Your Honor. Anyone ever see Dan Soder adopt a dog on stage? Would that be funny? Guys, I want to thank you, HeadGum. I want to thank everybody involved in the show. Kevin, Leah, Joel. Monica. Your Honor. This, 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 this song here, this song here belong to fellas. What's his name? Joel? Joseph? Joey. Joseph? Joe. Jamin. Come on, man. I Jesse. Want you. James. No, come on. You're talking about Chonch? <laughs> Not Chonch. Fuck, I forgot his name already. Chonch. Brother Bill. This is crazy. This song here belong to fellas. Josh! Driving to work and you're listening to this podcast. Driving to your serious job. Maybe you're in charge of other people and you listen to this show right before you tell people what to do. Uh oh, whoopsie song. Uh oh. Uh oh. You're in charge of other people and you're listening to this on your way to work. And you're in charge on your way to work. I'm covered in cum. Guys, factor. Mama, oh my goodness. Fall season is so busy, Mike. I'm losing my mind at how busy stuff is. I'm worried about myself. With the busy fall season in swing, though, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. I'm covered. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast for breakfast, lunch, and dinner with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. (laughs) The only thing I like better than eating great hot food is eating it fast. Dude, yes. When you're busy, when you're so busy, you're worried if you're going to make it to November. 
Mike. When you're so busy, you didn't even know about hot food. Something came into your life that is making you worried about November, Mike. Factor is the meal kit to have. It's the number one meal kit to have when you're worried about November. That's, their That's correct. That's correct. Because you'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. If you're listening to this right now thinking you're worried about November, this is the number one meal prep kit for you. That's right. And if we're trying to have more than what they've have, than what they have for you, they have you can level up with Gourmet Plus options. <laughs> These Gourmet Plus options are prepared to perfection by chefs. Dude. And, re- <laughs> and ready to eat in record minutes. Yeah. Treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini. Leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. <laughs> You're worried about them. <laughs> so guys, here's the deal. Go to factormeals.com slash banter50 and use the code banter50 to get 50% off. That's the code banter50 at factormeals.com slash banter50 to get 50% off. If you're worried about the code, just think about when Rod Serling died. That's right. It's banter50. Oh, that's right. He was 50. This is an advertisement. It's a good reminder. Yeah, we do it here. This is an advertisement. This Are is you an worried about November? This is an advertisement. This is an advertisement. Are you worried about November? This is an advertisement. This is an advertisement. This is an advertisement. This song here belongs to fellas. Like fellas owns the rights? Yeah, we can't hear it. It's for fellas. <laughs> That's the end of it. What if every song ended with this one belongs to someone else, so we're done? If you... Uh, this song's done. <laughs> this song's actually done. You're done. You never get to hear it again. That'd be interesting. Fellas are BMI and ASCAP. Mike, that's the sound of my toothbrush. Sonic vibrations. All up in my mouth, Mike, with Quip. It really sounds like that? It does to me. It Maybe not to you. Sounds but different in your to, mouth. Yeah, it sounds different to different people. Sometimes it tells me that I will make it through November. To and that's November. nice. That's nice. Those those vibrations are nice. This song. You want a toothbrush that's gonna get you through November? Yeah. Guys, Quip is awesome. We use Quip on the daily. In fact, I have some Quip gum in my mouth. And Mike has a refill right in front of my face. And I actually have another one in my pocket because I love it. It tastes great. I like the Quip gum. And it's good for your teeth, too. <laughs> and every time you pop the new mints, uh, you'll be caring for your mouth inside and out. There's mints, too. 
Development flavor keeps your breath completely fresh, and you'll get a boost of vitamin D. Lime and gum doesn't keep your breath completely fresh. Mm, no, that was the mint. The gum. The gum. The gum prevents cavities, freshens breath. When chewed for 20 minutes after eating, it's sugar-free and has tooth-friendly xylitol with zero calories and long-lasting mint flavor and a crunchy tri-layer design that, frankly, is quite satisfying to I bite love, into. I love when a gum is crunchy at first. Me too. And then the crunch lasts a little, which is very nice. Gum is like cereal in that one. And it comes in this really cool little container, like almost like a dispenser, and you can push the button on the top and a gum come out. It's real nice. But that's not all, friends. The, the, we talked about those electric toothbrushes and the mint and gum, but what about the water flosser? Mike's got it right there in his hand. Ah! And he's, oh, it's out of control. He's spraying his teeth. Oh, look at that. Wow, that looks really. <laughs> and now my teeth are totally clean. Dude, that's crazy. And so are my eyes. That's right. Listen, the water flosser hits all the right spots with gentle or deep, clean pressure at the touch of a button. With extra wide lid that fits right under your faucet and fills up in seconds, and it's a cordless rechargeable battery that lasts up to eight weeks with daily use, and no bulky charging dock or tangled cords, and... Smile real fast. <laughs> Dude, good aim. Not a lot of people talk about the aim on these things. That's a real good aim. That's one for each of us. <laughs> good thing we use this. This is a good flosser, Mike. Kind of a sellout thing to do to wipe ourselves off before the end of the ad. I feel clean. <laughs> I feel cleaner than I've ever felt in my life. This is as clean as I've ever felt. I've never felt cleaner. I'm going to start using this as a bidet, even though it's not as intended use. And guess what, guys? Your $7 replacement floss tips ship to you every three months to keep things flowing smoothly and prevent mineral deposits from building up inside. So, guys, come on now. Come on. If you go to getquip.com slash banter right now, you'll get 20% off any electric toothbrush, mint, and gum dispenser or water flosser. That's 20% off any electric toothbrush, mint, and gum dispenser or water flosser at getquip.com slash banter, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash banter. Quip, the good habits company. Thank you know, quip. it's it's so clutch as an adult to have some gum in your car at all times. Oh, yeah, dude. I know the ad is done. I just <coughs> thought of it just now, so I thought it was helpful. But um, literally just knowing that you have a couple backup packs of gum in your car could really save you in a lot of social situations. Are you a single person trying to get out there and mingle with the other person? You can't have babe brave. No, you have to Mama smell mia. fucking minty fresh at all times. This is it. Mamma mia, that pussy look like pizza. <laughs> oh yeah, there's more ads. There's one more hey guys, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> Let me a little bit of an ad break. Guys, Woo! hey, hold, hold on a minute. <laughs> Cold turkey might be great on a sandwich. But there's a better way to break your bad habits, and we're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor, or I don't know, my, uh, someone's getting snake oil and they're, they're trying to sell you on the side of the freeway. 
We're talking about our sponsor, Fume, guys. And they look at a problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-winning, flavored air device that does just that. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. And your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting and giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. And Mike, you say it's a little tasty internet. It's very nice. Yeah, you get a little... There's I like something. to I like to get a little. Mm, I got myself an oral fixation. Got myself a sucking fixation. I think I can say that. Absolutely, you can say that, and I'm glad you did. And I do have that, and it it has been nice. And so here we go, guys. Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 150,000 customers and has thousands of success stories, and there's no reason that can't be used. So, join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfume.com and use that code BANTER to save 10% off when you get that journey pack today. That's tryfume.com and use that code BANTER to save an additional 10% off your order Today. Day. <coughs> yeah! That's a boy! Thank you, Steve. Casimir! Great job. Thank you, dude. Oh, boy. And we're back to the show. <laughs> and the show. <laughs> All right. Well, Mike. Yeah. I'm very excited because I get to go to Not Scary Farm this weekend. Oh, enjoy it. I'm so stoked. I would love for you to come, too. But I know that that's something that's a lot to ask. And you know me, man. If you don't want to be in a big air, a place with a lot of crowds and like people being like rude all night and disrespectful all night, then yeah. you're, you're going to be upset about that. I'm at a weird point. I don't think I'd be upset and I know it would be fun. I fucking love Halloween. I was born around Halloween. It makes me very happy. This whole time of year makes me very happy <gasps> and nostalgic and nice. Sorry, I had to deal with that. <laughs> However, I'm just in this weird phase where I'm like seeking quiet and I've noticed it even when I'm like out at shows before I go on, I'll just kind of hang out by myself and I'll be quiet. Even if like friends are there, I'll say hi to them after they go up and they'll be like, I didn't know that you were here. We could have been hanging out the whole time. And I'll be like, I was just being quiet in the corner. So I would like that to end. I would like to reset whatever it is in myself so i have more uh energy for stuff like this. i think there's a thing called a social battery oh yeah and that's been dead since <laughs> july <laughs> yeah and i think the only true way to recharge that is to go on your own somewhere and stay there for like a couple of days yeah and that place is cambria there it is <laughs> dude it's really i'm like um you know when you you have to leave your house but you forgot to charge your phone and then you like have to race to the garage to plug your phone into oh, your yeah. your uh like cigarette yeah 
charger. A little USB thing. That's where I'm at for the past <laughs> four months. You're trying to get to the. You're gonna get there, but you're yeah. just take. You got a lot to do first. Before I'm on you go. the car charger right now. Um, should we do some history roads? Why not? Are there any good ones? <laughs> I thought you were jerking off first. <laughs> Is it? Do you? Can I ask you a personal question? Do you jack off? Have you jacked off with your boundron hands? And is it bad? Is your dick callous now? Maybe he uses a little bit of. <laughs> maybe he puts on a little bit of low CN or. Lube. You put chalk on your dick too. <laughs> chalk up. Let's chalk up, boys. We're gonna be jacking. I'm not trying to slip off. We're boundering top, and then we're gonna jack it up. I'm trying to have a dry, grippy experience. I'm trying to have a dry grab. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go home and work out a dry grab. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta switch it up. Does Ellie ever complain about your hands? She doesn't like it. What does she say? She says, gross. You gotta she put says lotion gross. on it all day, every day. I do, man. You know, there Where was a... It? There was you a... You have it with you. There was a book called To Kill a Mockingbird. And the guy, the ranch hand, wore gloves to keep it with lotion in him to keep his hands soft That's for right. his wallet. That's right. To kill it, it's four o'clock somewhere. <laughs> to kill it? <laughs> it's four o'clock somewhere. Oh, oh, fuck whoa. my ass! It's a be afraid or not be afraid. Whoa, I love it. For those of you who can't hear Kevin, who is very far away. That is what Kevin says every time we have a production meeting. I wish I had my boo, boo, boo. Dude, like if we were just here fooling around and then you just started spinning as fast as you could. <laughs> Oh, this is the, okay. My bad. How do we get this ooze out of my grandma's hair? The tail. <laughs> Dude, who did that song? Hair. Uh, that was someone that I clicked away from real fast. And were they upset that I uh, was talking or singing through the f first part of their song? I thought it was stock music. It is Frankie Matos. Yeah. I know him well. That's a very talented young boy. He came to the Surrounded Show in New York City. That's cool, man. That's and good. And that was the harmonies in that and the note, the note choices. 
yep. on the harmonies. Big, huge fan. That's Frankie good. Mattes in music. Good job, buddy boy. I think that's his handle. Frankie Matos music. Yes. Well, that sounded like, are you afraid of my time? <laughs> I'm afraid that's my time. Are you afraid over there? I'm afraid that's my time. I'm afraid the, I'm going to have to get going. I'm about to die. <laughs> dying what if your last words are i'm afraid that's my time damn that i'm Pretty getting badass. the light yeah yeah i'm getting the light <laughs> yeah. uh this is from uh i don't know who this is from what the fuck from o'neill henry oh 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 o'neill henry abba darts bye babe bye darts bye bye darts Bye, my darts. Bye, bye, darts. Bye, these darts. What happens after the ads on this show where we're like, it's it just we go into this into the void. Yeah, and we never come back. The second half of the show is live. I mean, that's the that's the Twilight Zone show into the void or the the void void. or something about the void. We should do a parody Twilight Zone where it's the void and that kid is there floating around. Just blasting cigs. <laughs> yeah, it's it's what's his name? Cooper. Cooper. Cooper's yeah. is, is the host of that show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh hi Bing Mong boys. Thinner. First time listener, last time listener. <laughs> <laughs> well we we'd love to have you. It's been and we'll never forget. O'Neill Henry here from the podcast, podcast, podcast. Heard of it. As the spooky season approaches, I'd love to propose a new game for you two lads. Be afraid or not be afraid. Ooh, spooky. Yeah. I want to play a game. I want to play a game. It's called... Be afraid or not be afraid. In this game, you'll hear a history road, and then at the end of it, you'll be afraid or not be afraid. You tell me which one. (laughs) It goes by the screen. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it sounds like when your last breath leaves your (laughs) mouth. Your last breath leaves your vagina. What did you love more than anything in the world? (laughs) All right, here we go. I'm sorry, I can't do this without lightning sounds. I know there's cats, but I need lightning. Is that a delayed cat? What is that, the essence of a cat from down the hall? As the spooky season... Oh, I already read that part. I've given you... I've given some example scenarios for you Boeing's enjoyment. Boeing's enjoyment was my favorite Nintendo game. Uh, Okay, number one, you're about to get on a roller coaster that isn't insane, but has a decent drop like Splash Mountain. Starting to get a shiver down my spine. (laughs) 
<coughs> they stop the ride for a moment to pull a malfunctioning coaster cart off as you guys load in. Your neighbor just rode by and yelled "Voopa." You're already strapped in. And your friends would be seriously bummed if you got out. So you gonna ride? So they pulled off a whole cart in front of you. Like it was a broken cart. So, so your now cart, you're the first one? Well, your cart might be broken. No, they pulled that one they off. They pulled the broken one but, off. But why was that one broken? It's yours spooky to be, fix a roller coaster? Yours could be broken too, I think is the assumption here. Why wouldn't they pull yours off? Because maybe that they didn't learn that one was malfunctioning until they like it went around. And it was like, oh, that one's malfunctioning. They thought the problem was with the, the first one. But it was really the second one. That's a To me, it sounds like they fixed the roller coaster. Because it's like, why would they make the decision to pull the cart? Like, they looked at it and said, that's wrong. Are the rest. Like, in what world are they looking at that cart and making an executive decision to pull it off and not looking at the other carts to see if they're okay? There wouldn't be anything in your tummy that would be like, oh, that's a little interesting. Hope this one's okay. It wouldn't. Like like I wouldn't second. be as easy as, like, let's go on the ride. No one pulled any carts off. That is like maximum, everything's going fine. I also happen to trust Disney's safety stuff sure. quite a bit. Like, they do, there have been accidents there. <laughs> but I mostly trust their safety. So I feel like if they took off the cart in front because it was like malfunctioning, you're right. They would be like, "Well, we if there was something wrong with that one, they check ours yeah. too." I think. What happened? <clears throat> so I'm going to say I'm going to not be afraid. Not be afraid. Is there another one? Yeah, there's a, quite a few. Yeah, there's 40. There's 40. <laughs> Two. You're in a car and it's full of bees. Oh, this is a would Steve be afraid every time? So you have oh, to every time. So oh, you well, have I to do. say would I be afraid? I think you would be afraid of the first one. There's the car, the coaster in front of me. Yeah, yeah. Just I mean, gut instinct. If that happened like tomorrow, yeah. I think you would freak out. About it. I think if it was Splash Mountain, if it was specifically Splash Mountain, and it was the last time I was gonna go on it, I would brave it. But I can understand why you would think, I think in I would. every other scenario. Yes. Yes. Correct. Two. You're in a car and it's full of bees. Would Steve be afraid or not be afraid? Be afraid. Absolutely. Yeah. As any person would. Unless you're some kind of a beekeeper who is still in your uniform from work. I ain't no beekeeper. Great face, by the way. Number three. <laughs> you just get sprayed when you do good stuff. <laughs> See, uh, Kevin, will you do me a favor? Will you get me some water from the water Please dispenser? Help Please help the man. Thank you, bud. But keep your headphones on loud. Yeah, reach the water with it, please. With your headphones on. No, I don't need anything, thank you. 
You're walking home very late one night down a well-lit street, and someone that is dressed like a clown is walking down the street behind you. They're keeping a respectable distance, but you know that soon you're going to have to make a turn down a dark alleyway to get home. You know that at a distance, the clown at the distance the clown is at, you could probably sprint through and make it to the other side without being caught by the clown, man, woman, they, them. Steve is sprinting through? Steve knows he can sprint There's through? There's a chance. <laughs> but they also haven't done anything especially scary yet. They're just being a clown. And they're walking kind of a distance behind me. Would Steve be afraid or not be afraid? Um, Respectable distance is the thing that boggles me a little bit. I think you have a relatively high tolerance for weird stuff like that. Definitely. So I don't know that you would be afraid unless it was happening for a long time. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Because for me, it's like I would certainly be aware of this person. Be aware or not be aware. Also, I will say that it doesn't specify that it's like Halloween or anything. Respectable distance. That part is kind of weird. You know, it's not like breathing down your ass. It's a respectable distance. I would just be like, man, this city's weird as fuck. There's always weird shit. Respectable distance tells me that the clown is self-aware and doesn't want to freak you out, which would contribute to not being freaked out. Number four, the clown begins sprinting towards you with a knife. They're faster than you anticipated, but you can still make it out of the dark alley. Shut And out to safety in time to get help. Your glasses are slightly dirty. Would Steve be afraid or not be afraid? Be afraid. This episode is brought to you by Fupa. Also. And we want to thank all the sponsors and thank you for your support of A the sponsors. A billion percent I'd be afraid. And I would be booking it as fast as I possibly could. Right. At this point. And I'd pay good money. Number five. The clown raises their iPhone 33XD. Dude, not to derail this too much, I want to take over their creator clash stuff, and it's just a pay-per-view of, like, seeing certain internet celebrities run as fast as they can. Just run as fast as they can with a slow-mo camera on them. (laughs) Yeah. And you get to watch, like, the highlights And you get to, like, vote who would be on the show. That's so fun. And we pay everyone. That could be problematic if there are women show yeah but it's pay-per-view it is pay-per-view so anything goes also they would be getting paid and volunteering to be on the show right they know what they're getting into and we would make them give all their money to charity no tricks a charity that helps women no losers no tricks no tricks no losers there's no tricks (laughs) (laughs) the clown raises their iphone 33 xd which you had mistook for a knife and says that you're going to be canceled because it's the year 2056 and clown folk have become a racial minority in the U.S. Steve will be dead. Next one. Steve will be dead. What's next? Anyways, hope you guys had fun with this one. Mike, I promise I'll make it out to one of your shows again once work calms down. Please, Dory. Steve, my girlfriend likes your hats. Oi, good morning. That's a great hat, by the way. You're wearing a great one today. I do like this one quite a bit. It's fun. Uh, don't call me because I'm in extreme medical debt. 
Love you guys lots, O'Neal Henry, Cargo Shorts, aficionado. Thank you, O'Neal Henry. Thank you for having two of the most Irish names back to back. Uh, Kevin, any other ones? Oh, Horror Story Road. Dude, we'll also say that, uh, you know, you have time to do scary stories before the end of October. Oh, yeah, you guys should send in your scary history yeah, roads. We love that. And we'll do, like, an episode where we take a history, a horror story road. We go down. We lightning. Go down horror story. Thunder and lightning. This is a I'm sorry that I'm, oh, I'm sorry that you suck. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse I'm sorry me. that you suck. A clown comes up to you and whispers in your ear. I'm sorry that you suck. <laughs> but his breath smells so good because he's eating that quip gum. He had the, and he had the fume thing too. I yeah, breathes out. He's Jack Marshall saying, "My name is Jack Marshall." <laughs> Dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm, I'm Jack Marshall. And I'm a two horn honk Wisconsinman. Cue your Cue worst your Midwestern, Midwestern accent, accent here. Mike, you got one? Don't you know? Oh. Hello there. Great, great to see you. Oh, great to see ya. Op. Oh, great to see ya. Great, great. Oh, I'm, I'm from Wisconsin. I'm sorry. Wisconsin proper. And it's great to see ya. I'm Wisconsin. I love cheese and bread. Wisconsin. You're driving to your ultra serious job where you're in charge of people. POV, and you're listening to this podcast. What are we calling this one? <laughs> Since it's spooky season, I thought I'd tell a story of a scary event that happened to my wife and I a few years ago. It was mid-November. Being this time of year in northern Wisconsin. And there's reason to believe... <laughs> Maybe this year will. It was bitter than the last. <laughs> it's like an accordion of shit. Uh, you never know what the weather's gonna be like. This year there was already five to ten inches of snow on the ground, and the frigid winds were keeping everyone indoors. Kevin's just gone. <laughs> Where were you? I'm wanting to listen to this story. 
Kevin's the best. He's in. He's in. All right. All right. I'm sorry. Kevin can play the the monster blood um, kid, like like uh, the ventriloquist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the movie, Kevin could be the kid that finds the mask and stuff, or yeah, or he is the dummy. Yeah, (laughs) you're like the the. um, Goosebumps kid that grew up. In order to become a dummy, you have to not be a dummy already. You have to come on to a dummy to make it real. <laughs> that whale was a sperm whale in Pinocchio. You do have to come on a dummy's forehead to make it come You do to have to come on a dummy. You have to close your cock in its little wooden mouth. That's why there aren't very many real boys out there. <laughs> you just slam like a little nutcracker. There's no real boys out there because puppets aren't getting cummed on as they long... As not as much as they used to. Did you ever go around <laughs> and stick your your dick in the in the nutcracker's mouth just to see? Yeah, and then have a friend that you trust <laughs> on the other side. Have you a friend that you trust and love? <laughs> anyway, what's the story all about? <clears throat> just recently, some friends had moved to our small town and asked us if we wanted to come to their new apartment to play some board games during this frigid wind and snowy time. We bundled up to head to their place, played a few games, had a few drinks. We left probably around 11 p.m. or midnight, and it wasn't until after leaving that things got weird. whispering that <laughs> and us being like it's, you're doing it too much and it being like you think you can tell me <laughs> can you imagine oh God. could you imagine being <laughs> could you imagine being like and sleep like, paralysis and it's like right in your face <laughs> it's like that ice pick water yeah. spraying at you <laughs> just wanted to remind you that we have our annual Halloween t-shirt drop happening right now so a couple more weeks to get the two t-shirts that uh, came out for Halloween this year (laughs) 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 and uh, and we like them and we hope you do too thank you for everyone who ordered them already but if you want to get your t-shirts in time for uh, the spooky season in general 
uh, order them now, because they'll be gone soon. That's right. You better get them, because they'll never be able to get them again. Boo! Spooky Halloween. You can only get them if you're a ghost in the future. So good luck. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>